I wasn't a marketing genius, right? I never even, I didn't even know what marketing was, honestly. And I don't know if I told you this before, but my major back in college was um, industrial like product design. I could have chosen anything, but I chose to be in that um, for one single reason. Growing up, I loved Shark Tank. And my understanding of Shark Tank was, oh, these people come up with a product and they sell it to the investors. I Not till later on, I realized what I liked was either being a shark or just pitching. Hi, everyone. This is Joshua Hoffman and Alex Garashenko, and welcome to another episode of the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast, where we deconstruct the why and how agency owners found their success, and in season three, discuss how to build a community and referral network. Today, I have Ada Hugh, the founder and CEO of New Media, a digital marketing agency that innovates marketing strategies and adapts to the new culture of business of the business industry. Welcome, Ada. Thank you, Josh. And hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, I'm very excited for this episode. I think our, our previous discovery call went so well that uh, I'm, I'm excited to dive into this. But where I want to start is actually with crypto um, and not necessarily how you think it'll impact the future of marketing or anything like that, uh, but rather how you learned about it and how it actually led to your first business. Oh, God. Yeah. So um, this was back in 2015 or 2016, I believe. Uh, a friend of mine at the time had just discovered crypto and it's been around right i think crypto um the first bitcoin started back in 2009 if i'm i I don't know if i'm right on that but anyways anyways one day i woke up and i got this you know friend's message saying hey there's a coin called ada uh short for cardona cardona right um that's the name but i didn't know anything about this space uh, me being a freshman in college, I really, you know, I didn't, I, I really didn't know anything, but um, I had, you know, set aside some saving um, at the time, a few thousand dollars from working part-time uh, back in high school and after I moved here. Um, so I said, hey, here's, you know, some money. Why don't you try investing into Ada for me? Because, you know, it's called Ada, has to be good. <laughs> uh, but long story short, that investment led to, you know, a hundred X return. And I I think there was other coins that we purchased at the time, but um, I, I couldn't believe it when I, when I saw, um, but with that payout, I was able to, you know, really start looking at what opportunities are out there. And from a young age, I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know how to. Um, I was always really great with people. But I, again, at the time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, But yeah, that's kind of how I got the first, um, first funding to really, you know, even have an opportunity to start a business or to invest into a business with other uh, people. Yeah, I, I love that story uh, because my little version of that is someone told me about it is like 2015, 16 also. And someone sent me two dollars worth of Bitcoin. And eventually, like I lost the app and eventually I got back on the app and it was like one hundred twenty dollars. Oh, my and God, that's crazy. God, had I put in like anything serious in that, what that would, yeah. it, would look, it would look like where you're at right now, I guess. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so that's I had a friend when we were in college that was mining for Bitcoin and wow. he showed me his computer. And he's like, yeah, he's like, it just, 
it just mines. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you need? <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, it just tries to solve these these uh, equations. Yeah. And then the time it solves an equation, I get money. Yeah. And like, it's this virtual money. And I was like, dude, you're crazy. Yeah. And then <laughs> here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also it was like, it was kind of crazy people that told you about this stuff in the beginning, yes. you know, like, yeah. like, all of us just shook our head there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That business, what was it? And was it successful? Oh, well, sadly, um, I think easy money comes easy and goes even easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wouldn't, I, I don't regret any of it. So basically um, I met these three um, like I call them older brothers. They're they're older, they're a few years older, and they wanted to start this business after experiencing um, um, this really nice. Um, so basically, what what it was is they had gone to Vegas and rented these supercars uh, to drive around Vegas, right? Very nice. And when they came back. They they tried to research in the New York City market and realized, okay, there's not a single car club that's located in the city. There maybe was one that was, you know, classic car club in Manhattan, but they go for more of the classic cars. And you, you got to pay a lot of money to be even, you know, in the club and to see the cars or rent the cars. So they, after they came back, they said, okay, like, let's do something here. And I was around, you know, I was their friend and said, you know what, let's try it. I mean, my mom played a huge role in this because if it was just for me, I would have not, you know, just said, okay, let's do it. But my mom said, yeah, let's just give it a try. You know, like it's your first business and my parents are business people. So they really supported me. So uh, I think I got into it um, in 2016. And at the very beginning, I was still really focused on my schoolwork. And, you know, I had part-time jobs, internship. I wanted to be a designer, but, um, you know, but but I wasn't skilled enough to really say, oh, I'll be one of the top designers at the time. Anyways, fast forward to 2017, 2018, uh, the business had been operating for a few years by then. Um, and we, at our peak, we had about seven cars and all the cars were, they weren't purchasing cash. We took our loans on all the cars and business was great. And while I was operating the business, one of the partners had said, hey, Ada, I had this marketing agency that I started with this other person back when we were in high school because they, they kind of created it to create, you know, extra um, cash flow for themselves as well as to like get into college. That's my assumption. They never told me that, but I think that, you know, really helped them getting to like Harvard and Wharton. Anyway, they're, they're you know, still my partners till this day. They're really great people and my mentors for life, honestly. But anyway, they had said, hey, Ada, because um, having, you know, been a partner in a car club and done operation, I was a customer service. That I was like, hey, this is data from an Auto club. How, how could I help you? I was the one doing text campaigns every single week. I remember on Thursday. So before the weekend comes, I was the one that, you know, did the building, all of that. So I learned a lot and I worked my ass off, honestly, while doing 20 credits in school. And my partner saw that and said, hey, Ada, I would really like you to help me in the agency. So I said, okay, let's give it a try. I never said no to opportunities at the time, just because I knew that was the only way to lead to some sort of success. Um, And then, and, 
And so I, I, while I was operating NX Auto Club, I was doing this marketing thing. When I joined the marketing agency, um, you know, it was small. We had all types of clients. There were doctors, medical spas, all sorts of things that you could think of, like um, restaurants. I don't recall the portfolio to be very focused on restaurants at the time. Um, but one of my bigger clients at the very beginning was restaurants. I did a lot of shooting. I would always go there. It felt like my second home. And as time went on, um, I know this kind of, you know, I, Josh, do you want me to keep going or? I think so. Cause I already, I have a question that I was going to ask for this and something tells me okay. you might just answer it as you keep going. Yeah, so I, I probably would. Yeah. This anyways. So, um, as time went on, I realized, you know, I'm, I'm really, I have, um, I, I mean, I wasn't a marketing genius, right? I never even, I didn't even know what marketing was, honestly. And I don't know if I told you this before, but my major back in college was um, industrial like product design. I could have chosen anything, but I chose to be in that um, for one single reason. Growing up, I loved Shark Tank. And my understanding of Shark Tank was, oh, these people come up with a product and they sell it to the investors. I Not till later on, I realized what I liked was either being a shark or just pitching, right? That's what I like. I like selling stuff. It didn't matter what it was or whether it was created by me. And after studying product, I realized, you know, there's most of the stuff that designers do, it's research-based. It requires a lot of... Um, um, a lot of you got to sit at a computer for ages and do market reason. There's a lot of redundant stuff, and I know my personality. I know I'm someone who could sell anything if you give me the product, but if you ask me to sit there for hours and days, and it, it will be tough. Um, so when I started to realize that, I, I I thought you know Mark, um, but you know I was very lucky because marketing, um, was. Um, enabled me to really have that human interaction on a daily basis and learn throughout the process. So I went from one restaurant to then hiring interns to cold calling on like two or three days a week. And then on the other days, we'll go meet the owners. And just like that, you know, I was very sincere with the owners, right? I told them what I could do, what I think could benefit they could benefit from my services at a very low price point. But just because of that, um, but I didn't go in for the money. I wanted to really learn. And it it really, that's how I kind of started building a reputation for myself in the marketing industry. But at the time I was serving more than restaurants, um, any business I could, like, I could get my hands on, I would have said yes to, honestly. Uh, but going back to NXT Auto Club, yes, we were operating. Yes, you know, it was very tough. But unfortunately, the business model, I was toward the end, I think the second, the last year uh, and last year and a half, I was the only partner that was located in New York. So um, operation was heavily relied on me. And I just didn't have the passion for cars. <laughs> it was tough. You know, it's oh. to me, it's, Yeah. That kills me. One of my questions was going to be, do you get to drive the cars? And oh, I guess yeah, yeah. You need to have interest in I, it. Oh, yeah. So that, that was tough. You know, I, I didn't find any interesting cars. And to me, they're just expensive pieces of giant metal metals you have to look after. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah. what do you drive now? I'm just kidding. You don't. Have to uh, no, I don't drive. Yeah, like I, I, you know, I love in the like living in the city because I don't okay. have to drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you had like to start, you had a lot of different types of clients. So how did you eventually land on you know just working with restaurants or why? Yeah. Um. So I went through quite a few faces. So when I first started, I had all types of clients. Right. Um. I had a beer pond table. Oh my God, this is funny. This electronic beer pond table um, that we marketed for. Yeah, it has like interesting sensors and to play a game on this table, you got to scan and um, you're ranked against all the players internationally. And yeah, yeah. So every single year they host those like huge tournaments around the world. Mm. It's crazy. Um, anyways, I, I did that. Um, I, but how I narrowed down was not till two years ago, I believe this is, um, when I hired a coach that was, you know, really specialized in, um, coaching agency owners to grow from like seven figure, uh, companies or even lower to like eight figures and above. And he had told me, Ada, if you want to grow an agency from seven figure to eight, you got to pick your niche because mm. the cost of educating my team and gathering the resources for a separate industry is quite high. Because um, at the beginning, it was just me, right? I could figure it out like quickly. But I, you, maybe it's like very on the surface level, but if you really get deep and like narrow down to your specialty you'll start to realize okay there's so much more that you could do for a brand um not just on the surface level yeah so that's kind of how I did how I then said to myself I want to be the best in restaurant FMB space or fast growing franchise restaurant space uh yeah so a lot of agencies struggle with that um marketing development I mean really any company that provides services usually starts off taking whatever they can get. And eventually there um, they come to a point where it makes sense to pick a specialty. And it's usually um, a scary choice because then, you know, how, how do I tell business? Um, you know, no, we don't service that space anymore. So um, how did you pick restaurants? Was it, did you have uh, one or two large clients that was, you know, a big portion of the business that it made sense to, you know, do more there? Was it something else, like the type of requests that they were making? Um, I think talking through those will help some of the other listeners um, on our show think about their own businesses in a similar way. Yeah, definitely. I think that was a huge part of it. I just happened to, um, um get a lot of restaurant clients and um just naturally right mm -hmm. even before i narrowed down to one niche we had over 50% uh of our clients were already in the restaurant space and um and and not only that i i think some of the restaurant uh, clients that we have from like 5 6 years ago they they were growing into national brands that had over hundred locations and we grew with them. So yeah. that experience was so invaluable that we said, okay, we could copy paste and really help tons of other brands that want to go on the same path um, with their marketing. Cause 
yeah, when a single location, it's very easy to manage. You could have, you know, a few people just do it. But when it's a national brand, especially when it comes to franchise, you really need, you know, very clear SOPs and structures and protocols so that it doesn't, you know, uh, go crazy and like end up destroying the brand because it happens, you know, mm-hmm. with a lot of newer brands. In um in some of the restaurant clients that you had, um, did you have any that were um, franchisees of, uh, you had like one single franchise and then you grew to cor- to the, get a, um, introduced to corporate or did you always kind of start with the owner, the franchisor and then move to their locations? So I've, I've heard from other marketing agencies kind of the challenge of maybe helping one location of a franchise and then finding out a way, how do you get to corporate so you can help all of them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good question. So a lot of my long-term clients, we we grew, we we started with the brand owner, the founder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we we grew with them, and our contract would would be with HQ, and their franchise. Uh, franchise partners have to, you know, go in contract with us for at least the first year. Um, but we've also come come across franchisee, uh, franch- franchise partner that comes straight to us. Um, those, very rarely they'll introduce you to the headquarters. Some maybe would, but re- very rarely they would introduce to you at headquarters just because they know that if we pay more attention to their like particular location, we they could get better results out of it versus, you know, with serving the mm-hmm. brand. Yes, they maybe pay less, but then with serving the brand itself. And if they have um, tons of location within a small, like, you know, 30 miles, they're really not doing any favor for, to themselves uh, for themselves. So it really depends. Yeah. But most of the times mm-hmm. we meet the uh, headquarter team first. Yeah. That's a great point to always shoot for the top. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you go through any like growing pains starting with you oh, know yeah. maybe a location that had one or two and then it, you know you mentioned that you grew with them so there's a big there's got to be a big difference between red tape and and who you're talking to and everything uh, between you know dealing with someone who has one to two locations rather than a hundred so yeah did you go through and what did those growing pains look like? Wow yes yes definitely <laughs> we had this Cajun seafood brand. Um, <laughs> I they, they had two locations when they came to us. Uh, both are out here in Staten Island near in New York. And the owner had just said, in the next few years, we're going to grow to be a uh, hundred or more location brand. And in our mind, we're like, okay, this guy's bluffing, right? There's no way because we were small at the time, and we just you know, in our minds, not possible. But. <laughs> Little do we know, he actually did it, right? They were opening about five location, new locations per month. And and then what we couldn't figure out, because at the time, we were really focused on metropolitan cities, uh, restaurant marketing. We didn't know how to help those in the suburbs. And in the suburbs, marketing strategies are quite different. Um, in metropolitan cities, when we talk about Chicago, LA, um, New York, most people are really on Instagram. And even for advertising platform, Instagram, maybe TikTok these days are more popular than, you know, more like Facebook, right? But in the suburbs, Facebook is a lot larger. Facebook and Google play a much um, 
more important role. And we at the time never managed ad campaigns that's over, you know, a million dollar a year. But this brand was throwing each location pre-opening would do three, uh, four to five K just in soft opening ads. And um, we had to figure out how do we do, you know, the best A-B testing, what graphics we should use. But when we started, it was more simple, I'll say, because there was not no short video, just photos. Um, so it's still easy. We were working with a graphic t- a design team to ensure that, you know, we're creating the best graphics to uh, get the maximum amount of leads for the restaurant, pre-soft, uh, pre-opening to soft opening and ground opening. And as time went on, um, we then had to see, okay, um, on, on East Coast, West Coast promotion, how they will be different um, looking at the annual calendar. So those are all the things we learned. Uh, definitely made some major mistakes uh, at the beginning, investing too much into the platforms that are not as relevant in those air, uh, suburban areas. Uh, but we'll quickly learn, okay, we got to, you know, this is not working. Let's reinvest the ad budget into Facebook. I, I was going to ask, uh, what's the difference between, you know, working urban and, and rural or or. Uh, but you answered that, so I guess I'd rather ask, like, can you get me any gift cards to any of these uh, any yes. of the restaurants? <laughs> yes, yeah. What what's where do you live again, Josh? We'll talk. We'll, we'll do it offline. Yeah, right? yeah. We'll we'll, we'll do that kidding. later. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um. So uh, now I want to switch courses a little bit and talk a little bit about building a community, um, and specifically the people you work with, because and, and your employees and everything, because at the end of the day, you know, they're a community that you have to maintain and lead. Um, and the last time we spoke, you mentioned that you work actually with a coach to help you with leadership skills and specifically creating, you know, a clear vision and mission statement. So um, I really just want to have you kind of talk through what you've learned during that process. Yeah, um, I, I w- one thing that I learned was that um, once the team gets, you know, to a certain size, it's no longer about the one-on-one. You can't really have that one-on-one, right? Nobody could get to know you on the same type of deep level as the initial five. Um, so it's really important to to just know who you are and say who you are and stand on your ground and attract the right people that have the same mission versus trying to change yourself to please, uh, you know, high, um, like high caliber, because sometimes that happens, right? When a company is first forming, you're trying to, you're like, oh, I come across this talent, he and she, or is so talented, let's change the structure just to have this person in. But then you later you realize, you know, your missions don't align. Your goals are not aligning, then long-term is not, not going to work out. Um, and having that mission would then ensure everybody is motivated every single day versus they, they don't know what they're doing, right? They come to work, they're like, okay, like clock in, clock out. They're not really driven by anything else, but, oh, I get my pay- bi-weekly paycheck. I go home and pay the bills. No, it's more than that. When you're working in a startup, you need to be mission-driven and have that long-term vision because we're not like Meta. Meta offers, you know, all sweet, you know, all those benefits. We can't do that. I know for a fact I can't do that for for my employees at this moment. But what I could offer more is, you know, the long term growth and potentially way higher payout. Um, yeah, so, uh, like down down the line. 
And and I guess on the topic of community, uh, you, I think it was your personal website that said that you actually, you know, you want to empower women and enable their growth through your agency. And I know this means a lot to you. So I really just want to give you the floor to explain, you know, why you feel it's important to you uh, and why it's important to support women and give back. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for that, Josh. Um, I was very fortunate. I grew, I went to an all-girls school. Um and even in college, because I went to design schools out, so I was surrounded by female. Um, at a young age, I, I I didn't realize there was a difference between men and women, not till I took a driver's ad, ad class. It was quite shocking to me, because when it's all girls, right, there's no difference. If the, the teacher asks a question, and you have an answer to it, you raise your hand. Um, and I was always that person, right? Whether it's wrong, right or wrong, I, I, I was never embarrassed to answer. But when I took the driver's ed, it was, you know, um, in a public, uh, in a all girls and like it's all mixed environment. And I just remember all the girls were so shy and they, they wouldn't answer even if they knew the answer because they felt like, oh, I don't want to embarrass myself in front of the guy that I like. And even I noticed after a few classes, I started, you know, getting shy also because I felt like okay like oh maybe I shouldn't raise my hand and let the the alpha in the room speak um and after I entered the society and really entered into the workspace I started to realize also that yeah like not women we do yeah we do stand some advantages but a lot of the times I don't get taken seriously when I was younger especially even now right sometimes um, they don't take, they, they think, you know, I don't really have what it takes to help their business, but I was always very sincere. I was very honest, transparent. I said, you know, this is what I could offer. And if you take a, like, if you give me a chance, I really appreciate it. If you don't, that's okay too. And, um, and I, I think it's the same for young, any woman these days when, whether they go into a corporate job interview or start their own business, they, there's, a lot of doubts in people's mind. Oh, can this young person with no prior experience really do it? And that's why I wanted to create this platform, which is new media that could provide. We hire, I think over 90% of our employees are uh, college graduates. They're fresh out of college. They're women. Yes, you know, they're, they tend to be more gross in marketing, um, but they, they come and they, and I said, it's okay if you don't have, you know, the experience, but do you have the passion to really help these owners? Um, and if you do, and you see um, yourself, you know, growing with a company, then yeah, this is a place for you. Um, I, I I think I'm just doing what I can um, within my ability to really create a safe space for young women and for them to know that, you know, um, it is okay, and they they could have their voice, and they don't have to be the quiet one at the table. Um, yeah, I think um, to what you're saying, um, where sometimes you may not be taken seriously, or uh, yeah. people think that you have what it takes. I mean, when we were meeting before this episode, I think the story that you shared of what you had to do during COVID shows yeah. the amount of grit that you have. So. Um, can you tell us about the challenges, especially with a company that's focused specifically on restaurants 
what happened during COVID and what you had to do in order to make sure that the company survived? Sure. Um, so uh, we we formally uh, built new media in November of 2019. And a few months, I think it's four months after that, like three months, actually, after that, COVID hit. And um, I remember it being pretty cold and I was sitting in my apartment and keep in mind I was still in college at the time but no, none of my clients knew because I kept lying about my age not to like after I graduated but anyways I was a senior in college finishing up my final uh, capstone and all of a sudden you know the second week of March after we invoice all the clients we got an announcement that you know the city is shutting down all the restaurants have to be closed and I um, I was I went straight to one of my restaurant clients that was near my house um, at the time, and I I was helping them deliver you know food because they had already shut down a week prior, um, and I just started getting phone calls after phone call. I had a phone call be like Ada, please like you gotta pause my building like we're closing down. We don't know what's gonna happen. Everybody was you know panicking, and I then said, okay, what can I do at this moment? Um, and I knew one thing I could help those clients that were still delivering orders. I said, you know what? I'm, I don't, I don't want to sit around. I'm just going to help those people. And it's a restaurant called three times to help them deliver food. Um, and then, and then I, and a week after that, I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We, um, cause uh, you know, in a week of time, we basically lost out all of our, clients 90 95% I'll say I said you know what I'm gonna go online find some websites where I could uh find e-com clients because I know e-com is gonna be around even during COVID so I went on Upwork and went on Upwork and uh, my partner at the time Eva she had just gone back to China to visit her family she ended up getting stuck for three and a half years but that's another story for another time but um she was very encouraging she said yeah Ada like let's do it so we purchased those, I forgot what it was called. Propose you have to basically buy credits to send proposals. And I was sending about 30 proposals a day. So anyone, any e-com space, it doesn't matter where they were in the world, I'll send proposals. And boom, boom, boom. This is, you know, pre-ChatGBT. So I hand wrote, wrote, wrote like all these things, right? And um 30 a day. And two weeks after that, we started getting e-com clients. Um, those, some were like, um, hair growing helmet, uh, body lotion, like uh, there's even like sex toys, like all types of different clients in the e-com space. Right. And I said, wow, great. You know, now we have more work. I then reached out to my old team member and said, Hey, I'm, I'm able to, I, I was able to retain these clients. Let's, can you come back on an hourly basis? I'll pay you. They said, Okay. And then a few months after, and basically at that time I pivoted, right? And slowly we started recovering. And then back, and then going into June or July, uh, I started going back into the office. I, I'm not the type of person. I, I think I'm similar to you, Josh. I like I have a lot of energy. I gotta go somewhere. Like sitting in my apartment just wasn't it. <laughs> so I went back into the office. Um, and then I um I started contacting my like restaurant clients. I'm like, hey, let's figure out how to advertise for takeout orders. 
And let's call all the influencers locally and get them to feature your takeout orders and get the balls rolling. And then we started doing that. Um, in New York, it was a little tougher, but we did a lot of it in Vegas because it, it was looser there. Hmm. It opened up faster. So we helped a lot of our Vegas clients with takeout advertising. And um, some of the national brands were beginning to open back up with more fast casual takeout concepts. So we started doing that. And then, um, and and yeah, that's kind of how I picked picked up, picked the business back up. And we also got pretty lucky because the last quarter of that um of, of that year, we signed our um we signed another big brand that was at the time only at two locations today. They're at 30 um and 50 under construction. They're going to be at 500 in the next few years. Um an exclusive contract with that brand. And um that was back in yeah, I think it was September or no, oh, October of 2020. Is that yeah. the brand where you're um you're in their uh, franchise agreement or franchisee yes. agreement? Yes, yes. How did you, how did you get your way into that agreement? What was the conversation? Because that's I mean that's like a gold mine for any marketing agency. Yeah, for many many years, I worried about the retention rate of our clients, like any other agencies. Um, but what I always believed was to provide quality service and really show that we care, right? I really cared for these business owners and and I I, I did the job as if I was them. I was an owner. What I would have done, like I would have saved dollar here, there. I would have invested here and there. I I put my sh- myself in their shoes every single time. And I think the client saw that and the client saw that I was able to build a team and not just rely on me, right? I could only do so much but I was able to quickly build a team that's um, that was unified and happy, you know, because my team members didn't come to work on like, Oh my God. They loved coming to the office. And, you know, that was, they, they felt like it was a party. Uh, (laughs) It was at the time, you know, it was, it was less stressful back then, but now it's like a little bit different. There's more structure, but back then it was definitely tons of fun. We we could go all crazy about our campaigns and our clients trusted us. And I didn't ask for it, but I said, the the guy's name is Gary, Gary. I said, you know, Gary, you've been, you know, basically monitoring my growth over the past, you know, a year and a half, two years. And I, I think you could try, you know, maybe we could give it a try and trust me on this. And, 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 you know, he trusted me. Um, and it really, like the, the first fran- franchise partner store really picked up. They were generating huge revenue, even during like COVID times. So because of that, I proved my, ourselves to this client that we could do it. And he, he's, someone that believes okay professionals should do what they're best at um so he, he always you know he he just decided you know what we're going to outsource the entire marketing um to this agency and you know because i trust ada i trust her ability to build a team that i could use for this expansion um so it's really just that i i i don't think there was any magic or anything i yeah 
Well, I want to highlight something that I think is the magic. Um, yeah. You have a video. I didn't really know what the social media platform was, but uh, it's one of the videos I found of you talking about positivity. And sure. I don't, you might have said that word just now. And I know it's really important to you. Um, but rather than just ask, like, what does positivity mean to you? Do you think that positivity has actually helped you in business? Because oh, I think yeah. a lot of people that not not that negativity helps them, but they are negative and maybe they don't even realize it and then maybe that hurts them in business. So I'm asking kind of the opposite, which is like, yeah, do you think that it has helped you uh, win business or uh, keep business or anything like that? Yes, definitely. In any business, you're going to come across a lot of different challenges and there will be days that you just like, am I, am I going to be able to pay my employees next month? Or is this business really like, am I really a good leader, right? You, you always have those doubts, but I'm all, I've always been very optimistic. I don't let it get to me too much. Maybe it gets to me for like 30 minutes and then I'm done. Like I cry over it for me in, in, in the corner for 30 minutes, I'm done. You know, I'm ready back on track and ready to fight. And that's how I've always been from a young age. And then I feel it's a personality thing, right? I'm just a happy person. Uh, it's not that I'm not sad, I have those moments as also, but I, when I'm with people that have the same passion and goals, I'm just happy. Like from the bottom, I, like I felt, I feel so happy to be surrounded by the people um, in the office and it's not a job. I'm not there to make money. I'm there to create our dream as a team. And I always say this, I don't see new media as a company uh, just a company I see as a platform where talents could come and really show what they could offer to the clients, to society, and really better bettering themselves on this platform and just grow, you know? Yeah. I, if that's not a positive community and everything, I don't, I don't know what is. And, and I think that just people want to work with people that are positive and happy and everything. So I, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, Alex, I have a few questions for the end, but any uh, any other questions on your side? Um, no, I think you're going to cover them. I, I had questions. I know that, um, Ada, you mentioned that um, in some of the advertising that you're doing, you partnered with a graphic design team. So I think, Josh, you'll you'll cover those in the next round. Just you don't, go right you don't, into them. You don't want me to yell at you <laughs> again? That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Josh scolded me on, on the last call for oh, <laughs> last question. I need more too. <laughs> I was kidding. Uh, yeah, so a few questions that we tend to ask at the end that Alex kind of knew was was coming. Um, if you had to teach something to other marketers, what would it be? Hmm. Yeah, um, it would be to focus on your niche and not try to do everything and meet partners that are good in other um, areas. And it's always best to have those trustworthy partners to refer clients to rather than trying to eat it all, right? Because what ends up happening, which it's happened to us so many times, is it hurts your other services. It hurts the relationship with your client when you're trying to pretend that you know what you're doing, but you don't really. Um, so I, I think what Josh and Alex, you, you guys are trying to create here, a community of agency owners, of marketers, it's so amazing because we really need it. Yeah. 
it's it's almost like you knew the the next question I was going to ask, yeah. and this is alluding to kind of what Alex was saying. But you know, if a client asks you, "Can you do this?" and it's a service that you don't currently provide, how do you typically handle that request? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we do have some local partners we met over the years, but I definitely, but not all of them would take them on, right? It, sometimes it doesn't, and they don't end up working out, or it's an out of state. So I have yet found a network of um, different types of agencies that I'm involved in. So um, I'm definitely very intrigued by what you're trying to create, and I think it's gonna go a long way and really just even with those that are starting out, maybe, you know, partnering up with other agencies will be really great. I, uh, we, we definitely appreciate that. And that, and now I'll kind of ask the same thing, but just turn it around a little bit. So how can you guys work with other marketing agencies or what services can you partner with other agencies? Um, so, you know, like maybe another way of asking that is what do agencies tend to reach out to you for? Sure. Um, so for us, we're focused on production, content creation, and influencer marketing mostly. And um, they could definitely reach out to us for social media management, influencer marketing, paid ads, um, and website branding design in, you know, again, you know, F&B space. Um, and that's what we'll love to help. And if they're a fast-growing franchise brand, that's even better because uh, we're definitely really um specialize in fast growing brands uh in helping fast growing brands grow um and as and you know we we have seo partners so those are the companies that tend to reach out to us um to either offer white labeling services or just a straight out partnership we'll love to work with those uh, PR agencies that are focused on mainstream PR coverage um we have a few partners in that space as well but Again, I'm happy to, um, I'm more than happy to meet more uh, in different air, um, industries and potentially collaborate with them. Perfect. And if you were listening to this show, what topics would you like us to cover? Oh, interesting yeah. question. Um, um, yeah, what topic would I be interested? I'll be interested in listening hmm okay it, would, oh, how do you yeah yeah how do you groom your I, I think it's the team structure right like I feel like agency is so heavily relied on people how do you structure your team and what uh portion what what percentage of your team are in like account management versus you know content creation versus you know, um, yeah, sales, that would be interesting to learn. Uh, definitely. I, you know, I have like the, my little notes on the left and and I asked that question and I saw you thinking, I was like, and I wrote a note and I wrote, might skip that next time. Uh, and oh. then you get this great answer. <laughs> I was oh. like, I erased the note. I was like, all right, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love that question. That's the first time Josh has asked that. I it love is. it. That I think that gears us up well for the community as well. Um, um, and also other topics that we may dive into with other agency owners. Love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we, we will definitely be asking that, uh, again, um, a couple more questions. Are you guys looking to hire any positions right now? Yes. Yes. We're, we're looking to hire project managers with relevant experience in the agency space, as well as social media coordinators 
and our internship programs open all year round. So if any of you is in New York City and that's looking to that's looking to get into the marketing space, definitely reach out to us. Perfect. And then last question and my favorite question, any books, podcasts, or newsletter recommendations that can be in marketing? It doesn't have to be business, doesn't have to be anything. Hmm. Books, marketing. You know what? I, I huh? Doesn't it doesn't have to be in marketing unless you want to share marketing books. Okay. Um, I've never really these days nobody reads marketing books, right? <laughs> but um yes, Josh, what were you gonna say? No, I, I was just gonna say uh I had a question earlier that I don't know, I think I asked, but it was gonna be like, how did you learn marketing? And I remember you shared it was like YouTube and and uh yeah. like yeah, resources. Yeah. Um but again, it doesn't need to be marketing, even if it's a book you enjoy, anything. Okay. Um, I watch a lot of documentaries. Um, and the last time I read a book, um, it was three months ago, but I, I forgot the name. I gotta go go look on my phone. Um, but I, 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 yeah, this is. But in terms of marketing, right? I what I normally do when I um come across a new brand is I look I look at their competitors or people that are doing way better. So let's say when I get a fast growing French uh, like pizza joint. I look at, you know, Pizza Hut or Domino's and what they do for marketing. And that's what I use as references. Um, that's great. Yeah. I know. I, I think that's, uh, I love that. Um, and as we come up to the end of the episode, I just want to give you an opportunity to mention how people can find you and anything else you'd like to end with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm on social media on Instagram. My Instagram handle is ADA. Um, well, I, I'm not going to spell it all out. I'm just going to say it's ADA Ling Yu Hu. Um, you could connect with me on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn. I try to fix the link. I, I think it's working now, but That's great. I forgot about that. It's, I, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's so weird. But anyways, you could look me up on, I, I think you could look me up, look up our website, um, nu.marketing and uh if you submit um um inquiry on the website i normally get a notification or you could email me directly at ada at new.marketing perfect and thank you so much for coming on the show and for those of you who've learned something new on this episode please consider giving us a like or a follow so you can continue getting the highest quality of guests and as always thank you for listening ada i had a great time on this thank you so much thank you josh thank you alex Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I just want to thank our sponsors, DevNoodle. DevNoodle provides marketing agencies with the ability to offer their clients unlimited website design, build, and management services with fixed monthly plans. If website design, development, and maintenance is holding your agency back from growing, please reach out to us at devnoodle.com, where we make websites easy, easy for you and easy for your clients devnoodle.com.